1: Alright, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh, <clears throat> here with Jim Price, who's going to join us in about yes. 30 minutes or so. See you in a minute. But, see you, Jim. We'll see you there soon. Uh, but first, we're going to go to Dr. Kirk Elliott, who's going to give us our weekly financial update. Kirk, the Fed is expected to skip the June rate hike uh, this month, and stocks are a little mixed at the opening. What are
0: your thoughts on what's going on, man? Well, you know, if you'd have asked me this two weeks ago, it's you did. <laughs> we have lost. I, I, I would have just said 100% chance they're going to actually raise rates again because the inflationary pressures are just so strong. They've got to slow them down. But yesterday, I think they tipped their hat to major problems, right? When they said the CPI was down to 4%, which is the lowest it's been in two years, and they made a big deal about that, right? So... So here's the problem that, that we're seeing with that is they, there's a no-win situation here for, for America because either they, they raise rates to slow down inflation that's not 4%, right? They're, it's a manipulated number. And this goes all the way back to 1996 when Clinton changed mm-hmm. the way that, uh, that inflation was measured by putting in substitution bias like <clears throat> changing what's measured to something cheaper, And then they say, oh, you know, the price of steak, which may have gone up 30 or 40 percent, they replace it for hamburger, which is maybe down 50 percent, you know, 50 percent less expensive than steak. They wouldn't have said that steak went up 30 or 40 percent. They said, ooh, steak came down 50 percent because they exchanged it for hamburger. And they've got other kind of of metrics that they use to artificially lower the rates. So here's where our wallets across America will tell us inflation's not 4 percent. Look at the price of cars, look at the price of groceries, look at the price of eggs, look at the price of insurance, look at the price of everything, right? It's it's going up. But so they artificially, you know, gave us a weird bogus number uh, yesterday at 4%, bragging about how it's the lowest in two years. So here's where they can now justify pausing interest rates, right? Because the catch-22 is if they pause rates, which it looks like they might do, I mean, we never know until we know, but but it looks like they might. That's what they're kind of signaling. Then inflation persists, and it gets ugly. Where if they raise rates to slow down inflation, the cost of borrowing keeps going up, and people already are living at the margin. America's in debt up to its eyeballs, so they're going to have a harder time paying off the debt. So so here's it's why it's a no-win situation. It truly is a no-win situation. But I think what they just... Signaled is, ah, uh, boy, uh, the the interest rates, the debt is is more impactful in people's hearts and minds right now because the rates are gone up too high in, in in the hearts and minds of most people in America, where their credit card payments are going up, their cost of borrowing is going up, the cost of buying a house is going up, and real estate just getting shellacked. Well, you can't have that politically in a pre-election cycle right everyone's looking it's like man i'm trying to sell my house i can't banks are running out of money and nobody can qualify for the loan and then it's more expensive to buy it and so so this is impacting people at street level right and so they kind of needed to take a pause doesn't mean they're going to stop in fact they shouldn't have stopped now because inflation isn't what they say it is but they had to for political reasons so part of me understands why they're doing it doesn't, doesn't make it right. I mean, even, even the, the chairman of the Dallas Fed um, two months ago said, look, the Fed cannot be queasy on, on stopping raising rates too quickly. We need to finish this cycle. We need to kill inflation once and for all. And if we stop prematurely, inflation is going to persist, and the rate hikes did us no good. So, so this is where they now have a problem if they do pause, because they, all the work that they put in to try to slow down inflation by raising rates it kind of goes back to zero. It's like, well, they've got to start up again. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be Im- impactful on the markets. But, but already today, with this news, you're seeing silver jump up over 39%, gold up like $13. Uh, the, the markets are responding to the chaos and the uncertainty and the turmoil. And the ultimate reality that there's probably some lies going on here, because people's wallets are saying, inflation's not 4%, it's not 4%, right? So so people are not trusting anything anymore when it comes to the markets.
1: Well, you know, it, it's interesting too, because <clears throat> I was reading an article on um, Zero Hedge the other day. And it was talking about the PPI, CPI numbers that are coming out and how the ones that are coming out this quarter, had been worked to be manipulated in that they were going to show a rise in CPI, that they're going to show a deduction in inflationary numbers. And this was by mm-hmm. design because of the the way they did their quarterly reports. But the, the economists who were discussing this said, wait till next month next numbers that are coming out after this not this month Mm -hmm. but the next numbers this is where it's going to matter and this is where you're going to start seeing the massive impact and decline now i find it interesting that we're seeing this kind of positive rhetoric around the economy right before the fed now system rolls out we also saw this massive attack on cryptocurrency this week right before the fed now system rolls out and it, it's almost as if they're setting up this whole system for, well, I, I got a few different theories, is that they're setting up the economic system to be positive for Joe Biden moving into 2024. That's one Correct. thing. But they're also coming around the same time and limiting any other options externally to that while they integrate the Fed now and the CBDC system. Um, And and that is aligned towards the Biden 2024 as well. So they they can only manipulate this, though, for so long before there's massive ramifications. And so I think that they understand that every time that they manipulate this, you know, you get two or three levels of manipulation in. You have to have some type of rebound. You have to have some type of backlash that is going to come from the market manipulation so you can restabilize it to actualization. And I think that we're going to see that this summer and this fall, where we're going to dip into an economic recession at some point. um, And then they're going to try to rebound it back in the beginning of 2024 to bring a positive sentiment around for the
0: election year. What, What are your thoughts? Well, I think that's a spot on assessment, because even if you look a little bit more broad beyond that, even with the with the whole debt ceiling talks, right? So which turned out to be no ceiling at all, and no negotiations at all. It was just kind of political theater. Because when they take away any um, restraint to spending until the election, who does that benefit? That benefits the party in power, when when there's no restraint to spending and they can, they can mm-hmm. spend as much as they want, help as many people as they want, give out as much stimulus as they want, and... And that's going to help the people in power. So everything, all of this, is actually pointing towards helping Joe Biden because he needs a lot of help, right? I mean, the the economy stinks under his watch. Uh, We're losing our reserve currency status under his watch. You've got an escalating war in Europe under his watch. You've got inflation under his watch, the worst rise in interest rates since the early 80s under his watch. I mean, this is not going well. For him right so they're they're going to try to manufacture any kind of wins that they can
1: yeah and you know <clears throat> I, I think that we're probably not going to see a fed rate rise a rate rate hike today um and, and i think we'll have positive market sentiment moving into this but you know kirk looking forward to what's happening because the democrats and the federal reserve if they want to keep joe biden in power they have to play this game through 2024 they have to mm-hmm. play this up to november 5th 2024 at, at a minimum and, and that is just a sheer amount of time to me manipulating this economy especially in the critical state that it is in because i mean firstly we are not in a good state i i had a revelation that came to me the other day uh, with some people that were talking to me and they said look at the poverty that is hitting our cities look at the amount of homeless people that are hitting our streets and they said that is a reflection of the wealth being transferred away from those people into the hands of the wealthy Mm -hmm. and you start to begin to see it you're like whoa you never think about this as financial assets or a financial status of people but the more and more that you see people become impoverished, the more and more you see people become, you know, homeless and on the streets. Right. and These numbers are raising at increasing rates or turn the crime. You're not realize, realizing the actual economic effect of what that is, is simply is those people are now bankrupt. Those people have no money because it has been transferred away from them. It has been moved towards that global elite. And we are in this. Process of this massive transference of wealth that is occurring on this planet, and you know they can only sustain that for so long. Moving into 2024, and I think that it's going to be topsy turvy. It's going to be up and down. We're going to be right back with Dr. Kirk Elliott right after this. Going to get his comments on my 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 thoughts there. Be right back.
2: Dark to light on the WYSL stations.
1: All right, back with the Dark to Light show. So, Kirk, excuse me, we're moving into 2024. Um, You know, maybe switch gears, Donald Trump. We just had the indictment, the arraignment of Donald Trump in Florida. Today's his birthday. Happy Flag Day. Happy birthday, Donald Trump. Um, This man sees what's going on. He understands what's going on. We know that these economic numbers are being manipulated. They put them out a week later, a week and a half later. The Bureau of Labor Statistics goes on on a Friday or Saturday, changes the numbers, makes them way worse than they actually are, because that's the true source. And then nobody says anything. The economy keeps on moving forth as if everything is good. We have a massively manipulated economy. How much longer can the Biden administration survive with this going forth?
0: I mean, they think that they can probably win this thing. I mean, that's the, the, the arrogance behind it. But but people are waking up. People are waking up to the manipulation. People are waking up to the lies. And even when you have, like, uh, Alan Dershowitz, for example, who who obviously doesn't really like Trump, right? He's, he's a liberal lawyer, um, brilliant legal mind. But he's been defending Trump, like, nonstop, saying, look, Maybe I don't like the guy, but, but this is a travesty, what's happening to him. There's no legal basis for it. It's embarrassing, right? It's like, so, so I, I think as, as time continues to move on, people are going to start realizing how much phony baloney this is. And I think Elon Musk was right when a couple of days ago he had tweeted on, on his channel that uh, the Justice Department better be careful because they're about to lose credibility and lose respect from the American public, realizing, well, people aren't treated fairly. And that's the basis of the justice system, that everyone is innocent until proven guilty. Well, it depends on your political ideology, right? And people are starting to realize that, and and it's problematic. It's like, okay, if you're going to go after you know somebody for having supposed documents that they shouldn't have had, well, are you gonna are you gonna try Biden for, for espionage as well? I mean he had them too. I mean where does it where does it end and where does it begin? And and it's obviously just a witch hunt. I would I would agree with that. That, that I think people are gonna wake up to that and that kind of uncertainty and turmoil and turbulence is is going to start wreaking havoc on the on the economic on the monetary markets. It always does. it, it literally mm-hmm. always does.
1: Yeah. So we know what people need to do to protect themselves. And and I want you to talk a little bit on that because I've been seeing a few articles about silver. One of the articles I just read about silver, I was discussing it last night on the show, is that silver mining last year was down, I believe, 06 or 0.8% year after year. Um, which means that last year we consumed more silver than was actually mined. Talk a little bit about this.
0: Well, that's that's the basis of, of economics, right? Economics 101 says low supply, high demand, the price is going to go up. Um, and we're seeing that. I mean, we're seeing the extinguishing of COMEX deliverable inventory out of the depositories that, that according to Andy Schekman should be gone in, in less than five months at this point. So that's that's problematic when you've got manufacturers like Sony, Samsung, LG, Tesla, you name it any electronics manufacturer needs it right? They need it to make electrical components and circuit boards and everything. So so when they when it runs out, then what? Are those companies going to go bankrupt? No. So it's like when you buy an LED TV, it's not the whole TV that's made out of silver. It's it's a part of the components, right? So so those companies are going to pay whatever they need to do for the silver they need to finish their circuit boards and whatever. So so it's not like it's going to have a dramatic impact on the price of an LED TV. I mean, it's going to cause it to go up some, but let's say they'll pay any price necessary. Well, they could pay $80 an ounce, $100 an ounce, $150 an ounce, just to get what they need to to actually finish a product and this is where the people that own silver could really take advantage of that kind of short squeeze type basis where there's no supply, but manufacturers still need it. And so if you own a commodity like that prior to something like that happens, happening, it, it's off the charts amazing for you, right? And that's, that's what I think is coming down the pike here is, is just that.
1: All right. And so when we talk about the leveraging of the 80 to 1 gold to silver ratio, Mm -hmm. this is where it's really going to come into reality is because as we move forth in the future here, um, the the article is actually talking about how the number of silver mining companies is on the decline just because of the amount of expensiveness, the uh, something to do with how the mines actually operate and when you can go back in and start searching for new mines it's five years out before a new mine is discovered or something of that nature Um, that we are moving into a massive silver squeeze short squeeze and that potentially we could see this be reflected within the silver prices especially since the paper market is highly oversold Um, so we have scarcity we have lack of mining then we have an oversold paper market which basically will collapse the market if that's ever figured out uh, because if there ever comes a real scarcity within the industrial side of things this is going to crash that side of the market so what do people need to do if they want to get silver or gold into their portfolios
0: well this is what we've been doing for 29 years is helping people with tangible assets to take advantage of these trends rather than the trends taking advantage of them so so couple of different things you could either just give us a call 720 605 3900 and just say that Josh sent you right and so or or they can go to the link that you've established uh, yep. where they can go and just fill out a quick little form um, that says hey I, I heard Josh and Kirk talking I need to protect my portfolio my IRA my old 401k my old 403b my brokerage account my checking account you know because because as banks continue to fail, I mean, with with Weiss Research coming up with a list of 4,243 banks that are on the verge of failure, not not a little bit of hurting, but failure, um, even if they're 99% wrong and the stupidest economists in the world, that's still 43 banks that fail at 1% of that number. Well, look what's happened when we've seen five banks go. It's been bad, brother. So... so People need to protect and preserve their bank accounts, their brokerage accounts, their IRAs. So you either just give us a call or they go to the link that you've established um, for them to fill out a form for a free consultation.
1: Fantastic. So, Kirk, we got a few minutes left. Talk to me about what we're expecting to see as things move forth. If, if Joe Biden continues his reign past 2024... Which is just kind of laughable. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. people like kind of snicker when I say that, but it is a potential reality. Um, what can we expect to see with the integration of Fed now, CBDCs, and as they move towards a new
0: global reserve currency? Well, I think that that kind of colossal change will impact the markets dramatically in a negative way. I mean, literally massive negative way. But you're going to start to see a, a rush for freedom. Right as as different states, whether it's Arkansas, Oklahoma, ten, or uh, let's see, Utah, Wyoming, Texas, now basically having in their state legislature a move towards a, a state, you know, a, a state-sponsored central bank backed by gold. Right, you're going to see state after state after state that starts moving towards tangible assets and backing that's outside of the central bank digital currency. Even Ron DeSantis said last week that that CBDCs will not be allowed in in the state of Florida. So you're going to see opposition here, right? And so this is where there's hope. But to take advantage of that, you know, you you start allocating into the assets that they want to back the currency back, which is silver and gold, you know, silver takes advantage of it because of the supply chain disruptions we've already talked about. But getting into tangible assets will really help because I think um, under that kind of scenario that you just explained gold and silver go through the roof the stock market tanks because i don't think the economy can actually sustain itself or survive another four years of of bidenomics
1: all right and then what happens with the economy what can we expect to see if trump comes in the office
0: well i think it'll be a a bit harsh for a year um, just because there's so much damage that needs to be unwound but it's like it's going to take a lot just to get back to zero. There's been so much damage to our economy. But nobody better to handle that than him, right, because he's going to move us in the right direction. And I would say after about nine months to a year, the economy's cooking. Jobs are coming back. Manufacturing is coming back. Stocks are going through the roof. Real estate starts to be impacted because they'll be able to change the, the, the interest rates to lower amount because the inflationary pressures are not going to continue to persist. I think we get our sovereignty back from from the World Health Organization that Biden gave away last month, right? It's like, oh, my word, there's so much damage that needs to be unlocked, but it's going to be a great moment getting back to a point of freedom here in America, which we don't really have right now.
1: <clears throat> and, and I agree, and I think financial freedom is a big part of that. And so Donald Trump has stated that he's going to come in and initiate the building of ten. Cities within the United States of where we don't know necessarily the locations, but these will be modern cities, modernized cities, um, probably newest points of technology that are going to be coming into it. Um, How are these 10 cities? Well, man, we ran out of time. (laughs) I'll have to ask you (laughs) next week, Dr. Kirk Elliott. Thank you so much, my friend. Guys, getgoldtoday.com. Getgoldtoday.com. Go visit them. Fill out that form, 720 605 Give them a call right now. They uh, they have operators standing by. Thank you, Kirk. Take care. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this.
2: Dark Delight on the WYSL stations.
1: All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show.
2: Yes, Jim sir. Price.
1: How are yeah. You? Hey,
3: man. Doing all right. Uh, happy Flag Day. And, uh, guys, I think... Here's the thing. I think we missed. You remember what? What was that holiday we had there? Right at the end of of uh, of uh, May, going into June. What was that? Well, we had some some three day holiday. What did we have there? Uh, three Come day on. holiday. Where, where's the
1: three day yeah. holiday? Memorial Day. Oh, Memorial Day. See, yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I think Memorial Day should be like just like Thanksgiving. When everybody puts their Christmas decorations up, you put up your you put up your flag banners on, on your porch. You hang out your flag, you get your red, white, and blue Christmas lights out. You hang them on everything. You put a couple extra this is and that's yarn. And for the month, from Memorial Day through 4th of July, you leave your stuff hanging.
1: Well, so and I was you about bother, to say the same thing. I, yeah. I was. So Memorial Day, you have Flag Day in between, and then you have yep. July 4th. And I think that that from that time period, Memorial Day to July 4th, should be one big, massive celebration.
3: Yeah, why not?
1: Carnivals, fairs, parades, patriotism, yeah. love your country. You know, the, 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 you know. I don't know how many days that is. Uh, May twenty first or whatever it is, the July fourth. Mm-hmm. But it should be that number of days of celebration. Every day, you light a candle in memory of someone who's died for our country. And I, I mean, that's what you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna write to Donald Trump and tell him that.
3: Yeah, do it. Do, it. That is, do it. Do it. You won't it.
1: gets rid of Juneteenth. Do it.
3: it? There you go. Now you caught it. You caught the wave I was looking for. So yeah, this will be uh, one, two, three, four, five weeks. It would be five straight weeks. If you start on Memorial Day weekend going through Fourth of July, it's five weeks total. And that's about, you know, when you're looking at the November through, guys, you know, you don't take your your Christmas decorations until after New Year's, right? So, yeah. Um that's that's what you do, right? So you you leave your Christmas decorations up. Well, you leave your your leave your patriotic uh, Chris, uh decorations up and why not? I mean, wh- why do we why do we hold back on that? Is there a thing? Like is there something against patriotism? Is there something against believing in your God and well, country? Well, there,
1: there is right now. This is why the pride flag hung above the United States flag at the White House a few days ago. <clears throat> because we are in this point in time where there's rules for radicals. Right, Some Saul Alinsky there. There's rules mm-hmm. for radicals running the White House, running the government, running the executive branch, yeah. running the, the Senate, running the judicial system. And this is what it looks like when your country is being invaded from the inside, infiltration instead of invasion. And, uh, you know, listen, this potentially could be one of the last celebrated Fourth of Julys on record. Mm -hmm. If these people win, this could be one of the last. And so, yeah. you know what? We're going we're gonna to do some fireworks. We're going to have some fun. Everybody needs to come out July 2nd on Sunday when we're having our big old party in, uh, the, at the Beachcomber in Kenesha's Lake. You can find more about that on our Facebook page. But, <clears throat> you know, this is the truth mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, our country is, uh, is teeter tottering between totalitarianism and freedom right now. And I believe the American people have woken up to the point where they, they've chosen freedom. But the question is, is, is the establishment going to wither away? Is it going to give ground? Is it going to allow the people to take back and retain the power? That's the question, Jim. What are your thoughts?
3: Well, no, absolutely. And that was all – it's all what you're saying. See, here's the thing. Because you have to say it as if it's like a brand new idea, like you're just inventing the wheel here for us, that's the sad part of how – Great, the programming was to push us away from understanding that the Constitution limits the government, but never limits you. And I and I keep pushing that word out there, and I and I've I've had people like look at me as if I'm speaking a different language, and yet it's not. It's not. In, it's it's old. It's, this has been around, and these people knew what they were writing when they wrote it. They didn't accidentally write Second Amendment. They're like. Oh, you know, well, we'll leave it in there. We'll take it out later. No, they, they knew exactly what it meant for people to be free. And the idea that we have to have this conversation really tells us that we have to reeducate the populace and say get back on your horse, be who you got to be, and understand who your leaders are. Remember, guys, the, different, the, the only difference between the definition of democracy and republic is the word leadership and servant. Look it up, and then you look at the definitions. They sit beside each other. They are exactly the same. One says you elect leadership. The other one says you elect servants. I don't know, guys. Right there, that's enough for me. And that's where it's like, you know, when you were a kid, you believed in the tooth fairy. You know, you believed in the elf (laughs) on the shelf. You believed in all this other crap because you wanted to be a good kid. You know, Santa Claus is watching, right? Well, again, oh, i got to be on the good list. I don't want to be on the naughty list. Well, if they could do that to you with something as ridiculous as that, then what can they do when they really mean it? And what they really want to do to deprogram you from your power and know you what it is. And again, they'll they'll burn this whole thing down because that's how powerful you are. They'd rather kill you than deal with you.
1: They, they, that they absolutely would. <laughs> and you know, yeah, it, it, it's the interesting part about what's happening in this world right now is because we're not the only country that is going through this. There's Mm -hmm. multiple countries right now that are going through this. And that every single one of them are standing up. Every single one of them are speaking up. And it's almost like America is waiting for something. And that something that they're waiting for really is Donald Trump, isn't it? It, it, It's Donald Trump that they're sitting there waiting for. And Mm -hmm. they, they have this impression that Donald Trump's going to save them. Now, I do believe that Donald Trump is the man who's going to lead us, but I don't believe he's the man who's going to save us. I think that once he gets into that position of power, it's the will of the people that can move through this man and reestablish the boundaries that the Founding Fathers wanted. And I think that we're in for um, one heck, one heck, Jim, of Mm -hmm. a time over the next five-year period. And I I talk a lot about the next 18 to 24 months because they are critical to what's happening and how this actually unfolds into the world. And uh, the next 18 months are critical for the survival of this country. And that we're about to see a massive dump of information coming out from what we would consider white hats, patriots, or the Trump team, or, or just whistleblowers in general. And I think that by November 5th, 2024, there will be so much known of the crimes and corruptions that the American people will be astoundingly voting for Donald Trump to become president, that the Senate Mm -hmm. will go red, that the Republicans will win overwhelmingly, that states will be taken back by Republicans. I think that that is a great possibility with everything we're about to see in the next 18-month rollout
3: haven 't we seen that with the Supreme Court decisions like with the EPA ruling and other things saying it's it 's a state issue these are these are state regulations these are state and, and just like the abortion issue, everybody got really upset about the remember they were saying, "Oh, the abortion, abortion, but they said no it 's a state issue, not a not a federal issue that 's an individual state thing you guys handle at the state level. There's a lot of things the Supreme Court has done. There are a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes that I think are leading us in the right direction, You know, starting to herd the cats, so to speak, and getting us into the right direction. And so when you see that coming, you say, okay, well, the Supreme Court's done this. You see the certain executive orders in place. You see certain things in certain languages. But then... You still see the other side trying to create the traps of getting people to, you know, get involved in the whole. Uh, you, you, uh, California uh, is uh, at the end of this month is mandating max, mask again. Did you know that? California is bringing mask mandates back? Yeah. What? No, it's it's already mask mandate season. So that's that's a thing. So this 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 craziness is like it's just not even like going away. So they're going to continue to do what they can to distract you and, and keep you manipulated in fear. Uh, but there are things where we see there is benefits coming. So do you know about the whole mask thing?
1: No, I didn't know. Tell me about this.
3: No, no. It's uh, – yeah, so the, the, I think it's L.A. County again is uh, issuing another <laughs> another mask deal. I mean, you know, uh, sex with kids, masks. I mean, what what else – I mean, everything opposite world is what they keep instituting over there. So, oh, and reparations, uh, $5.5 million is a down payment to uh, start people, or $1.5 million to start everybody on uh, the reparation payments. That should start sometime this fall or in the spring. Uh, California is really just doing everything they can to destroy the, what is the sixth or seventh largest economy on earth. Uh, and it's my, it, be mindful of that, folks. That's going to affect a lot of people, whether we believe it or not. There is a lot of value there. And, uh, oh, uh two things i want to ask you ftx where's ftx where is uh, silicon valley bank where is um that first fifth street bank that went out of business where, where are all these where, what happened to all this why are we not talking about the ftx guy why are we not talking about the uranium uh ukrainian money that went through ftx where's all that stuff
1: Well, the reason we're not talking about it is because it implicates politicians in the criminality. That's the reason we're not talking about it. Uh, A lot of those things that you just mentioned are in the Caribbean, which has ties to various different corporations and companies. Google for one of them. um, Jeffrey Epstein, Yslein Maxwell, all these people, money laundering. Um, So think about this is Silicon Valley Bank was massive crypto investors. So they put money and they put their deposits in the Silicon Valley Bank. They take out loans from Silicon Valley Bank. They give these loans to businesses and corporations like FTX as business loans. FTX turns that into cryptocurrency, exchanges it with criminal activity um, without any basically oversight. That criminal activity goes in there, exchanges that on maybe FTX as well, cashes it out on FTX, gets real cash, Mm -hmm. and then takes that, goes performs criminal activity, pays these people back by buying cryptocurrency, sending that to them through FTX, FTX churning that back into money and sending it back to pay off the loans and going back into the pocket of these people. That's the money laundering scheme. Yeah, well money watching uh, I guess.
3: We'll
2: be right money back. With watching. Dark to light <laughs> on the WYSL stations.
1: I'm a fool all right. to do your dirty back to Ooh. the Dark light show. I'm a fool to do your dirty work, Jim.
3: You oh, know, I, come I, I on, man, just a little what, bit. Uh,
1: that's what Joe Biden says to all of his cronies over there in the deep state. <laughs> I'm a fool to
3: do your Do you dirty hear dirty about all these phone calls and all this stuff that's just like pouring out now? It's not even it's not even a drip anymore with that whole situation in Ukraine. I mean, the, the phone calls, the emails. I saw well, emails yesterday. It's like this is getting a little bit out of control.
1: So have you heard any of the phone calls?
3: I did. I did hear them yesterday. Yeah.
1: Okay. And who were they with? Who was the politician?
3: Um, they were with the at, the, at that time, Ukrainian president.
1: Yeah, Poroshenko. So this yeah. is exactly what I thought. This is nothing new. So back right. in 2019, <clears throat> um, Shokan, who was the original prosecutor that Joe Biden had fired, that it was investigating Burisma, that when mm-hmm. Poroshenko came in, he said, Joe Biden, the quid pro quo, hey, if uh, if you don't fire this prosecutor by midnight, then you're not getting a billion dollars, right? The, the whole quid pro quo. That was Poroshenko yeah, yeah. and Biden. Okay. Right. So, yeah. Shokan, who was that prosecutor? In 2019, Shokan was one of the people with a group of private investigators and um, authorities in Ukraine who investigated this and brought forth what's known as the Poroshenko calls. And this is like four hours of calls between Joe Biden and Poroshenko, where, um, you know, Poroshenko was talking about using the, the state-run bank to pay back Joe Biden, give him $5 million, all this stuff. I, I, this out the other day so this was this is not new stuff right and so this is the interesting thing is we knew this before the election we were shouting and screaming this before the election i reported on this in 2019 okay Mm
3: -hmm. that
1: poroshenko and joe biden were in a pay-to-play scheme where joe biden was taking cutbacks from u.s dollars that were given to ukraine and he was taking these kickbacks. And the way, the way this works is, imagine that the U.S. gives aid money, a billion dollars in aid money to Ukraine. Ukraine mm-hmm. then distributes that to various different businesses in Ukraine, like Burisma. And so they give Burisma $100 million out of this billion dollars. And Burisma then distributes that as pay to Devin Archer, to Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden gives 10% to the big guy. That's kind of how oh, yeah. this scheme works, guys.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, I just—it's just cycled back around. the The sad part of it is, is that yeah, like you said, we talked about this back then, and then the new call this, and it's all seems like it's all brand new. But the the email of the five million barrels of oil, or five million barrels of oil that they were actually talking about exchanging, mm-hmm. um, that was that was an email I hadn't seen before. That was something I saw yesterday. So I don't, there's, I don't know. They're just well. Remember though, if we posted any of this out, it was all fake news, right? We got banged on our, you know, YouTube channels and Facebook and Twitter and all this other stuff. You put any of that out there, you were labeled fake news. So I think there's a not even labeled
1: fake news. Is you were you were beaten down. You're suspended. You're demonetized. I mean, I don't think people understand how bad it was during that time in the sense of monetization. Because you know, as as radio hosts or as podcasters, we, we are dependent upon. Um, our our listeners and our followers for really survival that it that it's it's expensive to produce content it's expensive for airtime it's expensive to run a podcast with production Um, it's expensive to put you know 16 hours into post-production and get these things done and that Mm -hmm. you know when youtube and these other big channels where the audience is They demonetize you, they take away your money, and then when they delete your account and your profile all overnight. um, I mean, I was deleted YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor FM, Pod, uh, not Podbean, uh, Anchor FM, um, Patreon, and three other platforms. I was deleted on all of those in one night. There is well over 200,000 subscribers, Mm -hmm. okay? And I was deleted overnight on every single one of those platforms. And my monetization was wiped out. And so I rebuilt. And then I rebuilt. And then in October of 2020, it happened again. Then in January of 2021, it happened again. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And and so it happened three different times. And you got to imagine how that affects somebody. But you know what? We, We keep pushing. We keep on moving forth. We keep on going forth because the truth is worth it. Right. You know, for for people out there, you know, definitely not in this for for the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, right. no. Me, Jim uh, can attest yeah. to this: is that yeah. you know uh, we love what we do. We this is why we right. do what we do. We love what we do. Um, so, you know, w- when we we come out here and we do this research and we put this information out there, it's because we want to save the land of opportunity. We want to save the United States of America, but we do mm-hmm. take the the butt end of the the back of the rifle because they come after us they hammer us especially when we are on the money and uh you know recently i've been on point on the money and i have started losing subscribers on, on Twitter and Instagram, double digits, triple digits, and I'm like, oh, isn't this interesting? Is when you're on the money, <laughs> when you're telling the truth, when you're finally, you know, getting this information out there, all of a sudden you start people just start abandoning you. No, it's it's the algorithm that's taking them away because they do this digitally now. But yeah, listen, you know, it, it's uh, it's an amazing time to be alive. And uh, I will keep fighting for the American people. I'll keep fighting for the United States of America. I'll keep fighting for my children's future, the land of opportunity. I'll keep fighting for my grandchildren's. You know, Jim, Mm -hmm. a wise man plants seeds today of a tree of which will shade he will never experience.
3: Yep. The fruit he'll never taste. Absolutely. The fruit
1: he'll never taste. That's that's what we're yeah. doing. That's what, the, what we're paving the way for right now, people, Yeah, is we understand that there's a better world out there. We understand that we can bring this country back to this rise of glory to the point yeah. where our children and our children's children will yeah. live free and proud.
3: Oh, yeah. I've uh, I've experienced the exact same things as you, Josh, and, and we both have fought this fight. I mean, I've been, there's been times when I don't know when the, if I'm going to get the restream pay, uh, pay pill, uh, p- p- bill paid, or speak English, you know, there's times when the, you know, the, here comes the, the renewal on the websites, right? And what do you got to do to re-up all the websites? And, you know, and it just all those things add up, and then people are like, you know, you know, it's just so great what you're doing out there. And I was like, thank you. You know, vote with your money. <laughs> Vote <laughs> with your money. You know, it's like, uh, what do you, what, what do you, what do you do? And it's like, well, I don't pay Fox anything, but you give them your time, you know, and you, and those advertisers count on you to watch those commercials. And so, there's a lot to that when you think about going to the big box stores and all that stuff. I mean, when we say these things, it's because not only because we're trying to save not only in the country, but save the small business, which is the country, which is what 90 percent of the economy is small business, and uh, and then the idea that we are an alternate. Uh, now, now we are absolutely the alternate information source. The big guys are going away. they're, they're If these guys stick around through the, the election cycle, it'll be a miracle. And it's only because you guys bother to give them a few vo- vo- viewerships here and there to keep them alive. Because there's no reason that even Fox should be out around there. Newsmax, for me, I, I'm not. I'm not sold on it. You know, I could go to Tucker Carlson's uh, Twitter that he put out last night. It's a 12, 13-minute video. He has 60 million views this morning. 60 million views. What I would do for that. Yeah, 60 million views on one 12-minute video from Tucker Carlson yesterday. It's been viewed 60 million times. Yeah, and
1: and, you know, that's the power. That's the power of social media.
3: Yeah, so if you guys can do that there, remember what everybody else is doing. Remember are the guys that really do matter. And you got to be careful, and I will tell you guys, this is the other thing. There are not always people out there that wear the red, white, and blue that really believe in the red, white, blue. A lot of it has to do with putting money in their pocket. Yep. So you do have to even be discerning, and we have to be discerning. Me and Josh have ran into a lot of people... We were talking just before the show there's a lot of people we run into that seem like they got a good story and seem like they kind of got their ducks in a row and they seem like they really care but then when you start checking into what they're saying you're like what are you talking about that doesn't make sense it doesn't behind work. your
1: back they're gonna be talking all that smack and uh, oh yeah find out people's true colors so hey
3: yeah i'm yeah. gonna
1: jump off jim price is gonna join you guys right. in the next hour much love, respect. God bless you guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow as long as you are with Jim Price. Jim will be here with the next hour. Have a great day. We'll talk to you guys here soon.
3: Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show, the second hour of your extended lunch hour here. It was two hours, hours. I will just keep saying hour until I run out of hours. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in WYSL. I'm your host here, Jim Price, the Dr. Light Show. You know, the the things that we talk about here, on the, uh, the especially, you know, going into these times we're in right now, There, there there's stuff that we have to say out loud that doesn't, doesn't feel good, doesn't go well with toast. You know, I get it. There's just certain parts of it just hard to talk about and you don't want to hear it but here's the thing you have to have the conversation the silent generation created a lot of what we are dealing with today and i'm not blaming them as in like they chose to do it because they couldn't wait for the country to fall but a lot of it was just this politeness that came out of you know the the second world war and we went into this whole idea of it was really more of about the destruction of the family, but it was supposedly this courtesy thing, right? Just like from the, the the one part that I always want to remind everybody, the greatest place that we ever see speech suppression or speech management is actually from the pulpit at the church. And we don't think about it in that way. And we get all upset and we say, that, oh, you can't say anything bad about the church. Well, the problem is I can. Because if I see the fact that somebody is out there telling me that there's something I can and cannot do, and I can go back through history and find out where that language was inserted into our culture and it came from the church, well, that bothers me, okay? And it bothers me the fact that we just can't be honest with each other. And this is the whole thing. We we hide behind these little superstitions and traditions. And it's not meant to say, you know, that you abandon everything you believe, but at the same time, look at all the things that they have manipulated, everything down to the frequency in which we tune our music. And this is, a, this is a known fact now. This is absolutely a known thing that the Rockefeller Institute, again, I, I hate. I hate that the stringboard that the, the tie-in, everything goes back into this one guy who is, again, a part of the, the 13 families. We get the bloodline issues that he had, that he, he, had, he felt he was better than this, that, and the other thing, and he wanted to do his thing and put his touch on history. Well, he did. He put an amazing touch on history that we still live with today, the education department. The uh, oil industry as we know it as OPEC and other conglomerates as this combined effort to you know, um, create an equalization of pricing across the board. Uh, the ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, is a Rockefeller Institute. Uh, untuning your music by three degrees or two uh, megahertz, uh, that, the whole frequency of matching the, that thing, those things. Uh, we can go down through the, the destruction of the family unit, the created, creating of the women's suffrage movement that's created women's liberation, which is about destroying the home. I mean, these are all things that Rockefeller himself, literally himself, this dude's been dead for a while, and we're still living his, his legacy. And we're over here going, we're free and independent America. We don't need no man. No, we got this. We got freedom. Are we? Are we really free? when we're living not so much about the government but it's about an individual that's been dead for a long time and he's still affecting our daily life and we don't even realize we don't realize how much we've been manipulated by him but one of the things that this time right now that we're coming into especially this coming up weekend this is something that I really think that is important that we talk about is Father's Day and this is my this is my time because you know Josh isn't here we're, we're I'll get you get to get Jim Price's version of this and this is something that To me, folks, if you're not paying attention to Father's Day, you have missed, you have absolutely missed the meaning of life. And not because I've got a deep voice and because, you know, my equipment classifies me as a man that I'm going to sit here and give you this story and talk about these things. It's not that. It's, it's not that I'm doing it because I feel like I'm pious or above everybody, but as a servant, as a man who's dedicated his life to his children and his job and to his community and to this, this globe as in general, I really am out there trying to get it create a better us. But you know what? In reality, how much more biblical, how much more profound, how much more patriotic can you be than to think of a father? Where does all these things tie back into? What do barbecues tie back into? Dad. What are working on cars and drag cars and NASCARs and airplanes and rockets that go in the sky? Dad. And I'm not saying there isn't women women's contributions. Don't go down now. Don't get all jealous and insecure and self-centered and all that. thinking about yourself first. But I'm just talking about in generalities here. When you think about, when you think about D-Day, when you think about Vietnam... When you think about Korea, when you think about the Spanish-American War, you think about the War of Independence, you think about the Civil War. You know, we lost hundreds of thousands of men in that war. And they fought because they, they went to war because they were the bravest among us. They volunteered. They went and faced other men who were there to kill them as much as they were there to kill them. It was a. They both knew what they wanted to do. And the sad part of this is is we don't have to forget about Father's Day. For the Father's Day should actually be one of those really great awesome days that we all get together because again we know that Fathers raise children and women nurture children. We know the statistics. We know what happens out there. We see all these things. But what's the first thing we do? What has Hollywood done to the man in movies? What has Hollywood done to even young men? If they're not some type of eye candy pool boy, then they're the dullard father who's shrunk the kids. Now think about that. Why is it that Hollywood wants to destroy the male figure? Why is there toxic masculinity? I'm going to tell you right now, I have never become more and more pushed. I just, I'm pushing the envelope on me wanting to be the man and not a man in question, not a man in dollardhood, not, not needing to be rescued because I'm so dumb I can't figure out how to unshrink the kids. I'm doing it because I see the benefit in it. I see the balance of the people around me that I know that when I stand there and I open a door because I want the female that is in that situation, I don't care if I know them from Adam or if there's someone I've known all my life or doesn't matter who it is, I will open that door and I will stand there and wait for them to enter. Now, there's two, there's two different modes to that. Some people say, well, the man should enter first because they want to make sure the place is safe for the woman, but others say it's a, a courtesy to the woman to say that I'll open the door for you. And if women are actually gracious and they take that, they are it is an amazing exchange between two people in society and how great it should be celebrated. But at the same time we've got people out there saying that's toxic masculinity. Where that a white heterosexual male is the most terrifying thing in American history. We are the terrorists of America. Now folks, I don't care what you think about Father's Day. I don't care if you think you like your father because society told you your father is an idiot and he shouldn't be respected. Your father's a dummy, don't do this, don't do that, because dads don't know the best. But yet, this is what we are doing. We are doing this on a daily basis. We're tearing the fathers apart. But at the same time, when men are men, women are amazing with the men who are amazing. It really does work that way. As men stand up to be men and stay in their lane to be amazing, this is the time to do it. Look what they're doing with the, this whole thing where men are going in and masquerading as women and calling themselves trans now, like some type of badge of honor or courage. It's a mental illness. It's a mental dysfunction. It's not normal for a dude to want to take his stuff and to put duct tape on it and wrap it around his backside so that he can somehow look smooth like a girl. That's ridiculous. That's crazy that people tape take tape. tape and put it on their members and tape it back. I don't know what you guys thought they were doing with it, but it doesn't roll up inside. They were taping it back. They were shielding it back. But then these men will go out and shake it in front of other men? Oh, man, you tucked your stuff back better than anybody else up there. You're so hot. What kind of weirdness is that? And at a time right now where men are doing that, when we have society breaking down men to this is what they think is okay, is that they become so emasculated, they become so emasculated, they become so emasculated as to take their own identity and accept something else less that's that not them. Anything that's not them is lesser than. If I try to assume the identity of somebody else, I'm not being the best Jim Price I can be. If you're trying to take the identity of somebody else, you're not being the best you you can be. And I don't care what you say about this, whether this is a freedom or whatever. Yeah, like I said, I don't care what you do in your bedroom, man. But I don't need to see you do it in front of little kids. I don't need to see all these examples on the Internet of you going around doing this stuff. But this is what we've done where men don't even really know which way is up. They don't know really how to be a man because being a man is told to be toxic. It's something that we don't want to be around. It's, it's, oh, it's just less than. So you got a bunch of soy boys who can't bother to reproduce or bother even to have a sex drive to begin with. This is what we've done to ourselves. And men, in this time right now, in this time right now, stand up and be a man and fake it till you make it. That's called practicing. But the sad part of it is is stand up and do the right thing. Open the door. Be the man. Do the things that a man should do. And damn the torpedoes. Don't matter whether they're coming at you with all the shots, all the firing, all the bombs, all the bullets. Don't worry about it. You know, the lion doesn't worry about the hyenas, right? But in society, what have we done to men in general? We got Father's Day coming up, and what are you doing about it? What plans have you made? What banners have you hung? What celebrations have you planned? What cakes have you baked? See, too many times it's like, well, you know, we want to celebrate men, but they're celebrated, like, at number 14th. uh, The the amount of effort put into Father's Day is number 14 on the scale of holidays in America. Yeah, Arbor Day and Flag Day get um, more recognition than Father's Day does. And the sad part of it is is that we don't even think about it that way because dads just kind of do what they do. They go change the oil. They replace the brakes. They burn the burgers. That's what they do. And they keep doing it whether they're celebrated or not. Well, we got a commercial break coming up here at WYSL. we are be right back.
0: Living down, there's a lot of us been pushed around. Red, yellow, black, and brown. With a tear on their own. Oh, can't you see why you're picking on society? That believes on your back? Come on. You're the keeper of the you yes. be your father's to your children, oh, yes. the providers of all their daily needs.
2: Dark to Light on the WYSL Stations.
3: All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, and I don't, I'm i not trying to, I'm not trying, you know, you're not, you don't have to feel bad or anything. I'm just saying, listen, we've got to change our perspective as well as our perception. Okay? The angle in which you look at it and the process in which you think about it. Now, that right there, that should define everything we're doing now when we're seeing the media, when we're seeing the Trump charges, we're seeing all these things going on. You guys can see through the Trump charges, right? Not one of you are going, well, I kind of think it's – yeah, it, he really shouldn't have done that, and it's time to – you know, it's time to put him behind bars. I'm not talking to you, okay? The rest of you guys. You guys saw past it, Right? You guys saw past all the Trump charges. You saw past Pelosi. You saw past Newsom. You saw past you know uh, Schumer. You saw past Nadler. You've you seen these guys, right? You're seeing past this, right? So you kind of change the angle. In which you look at it, now suddenly you're seeing more, right? And then how you process the more, okay, that's it, right? So the Father's Day thing. The Father's Day thing is all about the fact that we don't talk about it in the way because we— We've been told that you know fathers are dullards, man. They they're dummies. They're not smart. They don't do this. They don't do that. Oh, we got the moms got to save them, and that all plays into the leftist idea of destroying the family unit. That's why we got a bunch of people thinking that dressing like a woman is okay. Well, Jim, they're born like that. It's a genetic thing. God did that. Okay. Uh, me and Jordan Peterson really agree on this one, uh, full wholeheartedly, and I don't—I don't mean to include him in this, but I have heard him speak on this quite uh, extensively. That it is a true mental breakdown of what we're seeing in society, the mental breakdown of what ideologies are. This is how society falls apart, and this is what they do to make it fall apart. This is how, this is all part of the plan. This is how they do it. This is exactly how they do it. So let's go back in a little bit of history. This so we all want to find out what Father's Day, right? It's Father's Day, Father's Day uh, in the United States, a holiday. It's the third Sunday in June to honor fathers. Credit for origi- uh, originating the holiday is generally given to uh, Sonora Smart Dodd of Spokane, Washington, whose father, a Civil War veteran, raised her and her five siblings after her m- uh, mother died at childbirth. She said it, it had uh, she had the idea in 1909 while listening to a sermon. On Mother's Day, which at the time was uh, becoming established as a holiday, local religious leaders uh, supported the idea. And for, and the first Father's Day was celebrated June 19th, 1910. The month of uh, the, uh, the month of the birthday of God's father. So that was kind of neat that, that she was able to do that. What a great Father, Father's Day gift. What a Father's Day moment, right? That's awesome. Well, going on, it says here that, um, Local local religious leaders uh, support the idea. Okay, so then in 1924, President Calvin Coolidge gave his support to observe. Uh, and uh, in, uh, then in 1966, President Lyndon Johnson issued a proclamation that recognized the day. It became a national holiday in 72 under Nixon, and uh, he signed up legislation designating the third Sunday of June as Father's Day. So this was a process. It looks like almost over a hundred years. So to speak, I I say it's 100 years, 72 years to be. Well, I get subtract the nine, 60 some years. All right, 60 some years to get there. Uh, Although it was originally largely a religious holiday, Father's Day has been commercialized with the sending of greeting cards and giving of gifts. Now, uh, I don't know if I've gotten a a greeting card, Father's Day greeting card. I don't know when. I don't know. I don't barely get birthday cards anymore. I get maybe a couple a year now. Where, you know, when we used to, why don't we do that? Why don't we bother to write things down and just give a 12, 15, 20 word, you know, hey, think, you know, been thinking of you on your birthday. Uh, know that you, you're, you know, you're doing your best doing this. It's been great to see you triumph throughout the year. I mean, why don't we do that? Can, we cannot, can't we not just be nice for one dang second on a birthday You know, Christmas, you can't send Christmas cards? How about you guys, I'm about to challenge you that you guys all send out a 100 Christmas cards this year. Or how about you send out a Father's Day card to everyone you know that's a father this year. Seriously, take the time and tell each one of those fathers, hey, by the way, you're enough, and you've always been enough. I told you the guys this before. Tell every man in your family, every man you ever meet, you are enough and you have always been enough. Why don't you put that in your father's day card to whoever it is you know knows a father I don't care if he's a I don't care if he's a three- time loser I don't care if he's down and out you know sometimes a guy that's down and out all he needs is someone to believe in him in a half a second and he'll walk a thousand miles of broken glass for you but remember just do that what would it hurt you to go out and spend uh was it three four dollars a card five dollars a card on father's day, father's day card they're not that expensive. They don't have lace and doilies and music in them. Just need to be a Father's Day card. Send it to one to every single father you know and say, you are enough and you've always been enough. Thank you for being you. Signed, Jim Price. No, you guys sign your name. Don't sign mine. But what if you did that? What would it be like? What would fathers feel like on Sunday and on Monday? Knowing that someone bothered to say you're good enough and you are enough. You are enough and you've always been enough. What if you did that? And what would it be like? What would that sound like for those guys? It's a, it's, a, it's kind of one of those deals, you really got to gotta wonder why we don't do more for fathers. Well, it's because society's told us that fathers are not the answer. And how far from the truth is that? I mean, think about it, really. I I spent so much time with my kids. I I, I don't want the best example on the ones that don't really do much. I, I saw that, you know, watching my kids' expressions and watching the reactions – Watching them develop, I really enjoyed the observation of my children as they grew and as they developed their 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 skills. And I have a deaf daughter, so I adopted my first daughter, and uh, and then we uh, had Rebecca. And Lori got sick uh, in the third trimester. She's deaf. I blew it in sign language, and um, nothing more terrifying as a father is losing. Now me and uh, me and my wife at the time were in Kmart. And Rebecca was walking, and she thought it was fun to go hide under those racks in Walmart or Kmart. And uh, she just took off. So think about trying to find a deaf kid who's trying to hide from you in a Kmart. There is nothing more terrifying as a father and embarrassing at the same time. Like, I can't find my kid. Well, what's her name? Well, it's Rebecca. She's deaf. She can't hear you. So you're just going to have to find her. It's like, wow. Okay? But, you know, as my kids, I mean, I had Rebecca, and then I had Kimberly, and we had Jimmy. And you know those kids were amazing to watch. So I had a deaf daughter. I've got a young son. I've got my girls and all this. we were all doing these different things. It was neat to watch them work with the dynamics. And then working with Rebecca's disability, they all learned sign language. They all act like they didn't know sign language. That was amazing to watch them. They'd be so stubborn. But I enjoyed that. That's what I did. I was a part of that. But how many times? Now I will tell you, I went through a custody battle for my kids, and I won. I got end up getting full. I was not shooting for full custody. I just wanted to see my kids. But I end up winning. And the sad part of it is, is that how many men out there don't even fight because they don't want, they don't have the money to fight. They don't have the will to fight because women are telling them that they have to see their kids every other weekend. And it's a destruction of the family home. That's why men feel emasculated. Emasculate. Learn the word emasculation and see why it is though our world is the way it is and why we have the soft men we have. It's not that they want to be soft. It's just that they've been made, they've been beat down and beat down and beat down. They don't feel like it's worth getting up again. And again, the will of a man can be beat out of him. It is possible. Now, maybe I'm just too stubborn or too, you know, whatever, too bullheaded to give up. And I, I, I believed in my kids. I still do. My youngest kid is 28. My youngest kid is 28, and I still think of him as my kid. I just said it. Oh, yeah, my youngest kid. He's my kid. And I'm I'm 52, and I will always think of him as my kid. I don't care. He's six foot one. I'm five foot, I don't know, probably, you know, I'm five foot 11. No, I'm not five foot 11. I'm probably five foot nine. I think I've shrunk over time. Five foot eight, maybe? I, I don't know. Gravity's getting a hold of me, guys. But my son's six foot one, and I still look at him like, I'll take you out in a second. You know, you're my kid. I don't care. You know, and he doesn't back talk. He's a great kid and all that stuff. Yeah, he's still doing kid stuff that I'm like, what are you doing but I am involved myself with my kids. But you know how hard it was to maintain being plugged into my kids. It was almost impossible because society does not celebrate that. Society doesn't celebrate a man having full language uh, sign language skills. They don't. They, when I had all my I was doing all my sign language stuff with Rebecca and go up to Kansas school for the deaf, I wasn't celebrated. I was looked at as the weirdo. Well, why are you signing to Rebecca? Why aren't you? You know you're a dad. Sign to your standard. But see, these stigmatisms, these, oh, don't do that, don't do this. But what if we changed all that? What if we celebrated men and we made men amazing? Just said, you know what, men? Go do you, man. Go, go put a big V8 motor in a little 12 foot John boat. I don't care. If that thing flies, enjoy yourself. You know, you want to put a bigger motor in your truck? You want to put a big fat exhaust on there so it's so loud you can't hear the radio? Then do it but celebrate that in men just the same way we do with women you know oh you put on a new dress what's the first oh man oh you look so pretty man. it brings out your figure i like the color in your eyes but why can't we do that with men the same way just do the same for men the same way do the exact same thing for men just say you know listen dude you're cool man i like how you crush that beer can on your forehead <laughs> why not All right, guys, we do have a commercial break coming up, and I guess we're going to talk about men when we get back.
2: Bye-bye. Dark to Light on the WYSL stations.
3: Welcome back to the Dark to Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for being here. And again, I know that we talk about things on the show that I'm not not, – I'm showing the fallacy and the things that we believe in and why we haven't done them. So it's not the fact that I'm, like, saying, hey, you're wrong. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know your deal, okay? And, and I, I try to give you guys little little morsels of things that I've faced and gone through in my life. And I, I want you guys to see this as that moment where you go, maybe let's maybe, let's try something different. Now, I, hey, I hate I have had family members that <clears throat> went all the way to the box who didn't fix things. And I understand that. I get that. There's people out there that didn't, you know, they were just not the greatest of people and individuals. And I get that. But be careful what you claim as a person that's not worth it. Because we're all worth it. We're all worth saving. We're all worth the effort. And you know, sometimes when you do something and you're like, I'm going to do this and I, I'm going to expect a great big bear hug and an I love you and a slobbery kiss. Well, don't set yourself up for failure because you don't know what that other person's dealing with. You don't know what's going on there. And the only thing you can do is just, you can, the only thing you can do is handle you. And if you put forth the effort to someone that you know needs it, then you, and they you know they don't reciprocate it right away. Maybe they don't know how to reciprocate. See, this is the the we we are so mean to each other, right? We're so mean and vicious. Well, you know that Jim Price. I you know I said this and this, and then I didn't get recognition, or he didn't say thank you back. Well, there's a lot of things that maybe I was dealing with, maybe I was going through. And I'm just saying Jim Price because I'm the only guy here right now. So I'd say, you know, I'm not trying to pick on me or anybody else in particular. But what I'm saying is that we have to put forth the effort. Isn't this like us saving the country? Imagine if we were saving the men of this country. Imagine what this country would be if the 20 somethings of our world decided that they were going to stand up against the only superpower of the world. And tell them, hey, we've got this. We don't need your leadership. We don't need your tyranny. We don't need your military taking things from our home at will. We're just going to do this. Imagine if we had Americans that, that in their early 20s that were willing to stand up and say, you know what, you're not going to take down our statues. I don't care if that person owned a billion slaves or owned no slaves. I don't care if that individual hurt your feelings or didn't hurt your feelings. This is part of who we are, and we don't get rid of that. We don't, we don't push one person out of the family because we think that they're a little weird. You know, they're a little different. They didn't fit our ideology. We bring them in. We celebrate that. We celebrate the suck. We embrace the suck. We embrace the things that we know that we didn't get right. We didn't do right. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with being admitting that you were wrong. There's 99 failures for every one success. And those 99 failures there are little successes in there that create that one great success at the end. But at the Father thing, what if we did this for men in this country? What if we bothered to say, you know what, you are enough and you've always been enough. If we said that and meant that, if we said that and meant that over and over again, what would these men around us be doing? How many fences would be repaired? How many roofs would be fixed? How many yards would be mowed? How many cars would be running? How many relationships would be bonded? How many? Because a lot of times when we're doing these things to each other, we think we're being funny. We think that we're doing things, and you know, well, you know, that's just how they are. Well, that's okay. You're kind of weird too, and maybe just maybe it's okay to say, you know what? I appreciate you, man. You're enough. No matter what it is, I don't care what color your hair is, your eyes, your clothes. I don't care what you came for. I don't give a crap if you got a degree in anything. You're enough. Right now, in the intersection of my life, you are enough, and I'm going to tell you that every time I can. What if you did that for the men around you? What would they be doing for you? What would their lives be like? What would their day be like? How amazing would the women of this world's life be if women were actually celebrating the strength of a man? My gosh, are you lifting weights because you look amazing. I mean, you really do. Like, I like the way your hair looks today. When's the last time you ever told a man how his hair looks? When's the last time you ever said, you know what? Look, man, are you losing weight? Man, you're looking good. I saw you how you lifted that box up like it was nothing. Don't give me that. I, you're, are you doing something? you taking a little bit of this or that. You're doing some. you doing some minerals. Oh, Jim Price has been telling you about your minerals. You getting them right? Maybe it's working. And you know what the emotion of that does for that man? It raises his testosterone levels. It raises his ability, his alertness. He wants to do more for the world around him. And I tell you, when you raise the testosterone in men, they do things without the, without the weighing of cost to themselves. That's the number one reaction of a higher testosterone in a male, is they will take risks in life without ever weighing the cost to themselves. That is the absolute benefit of testosterone. And that's why men build rockets. And that's why we have tractor pools. And that's why we have mule pools. And that's why we run races. And that's why we jump off of cliffs and dive and do do stupid things like get it, you know, do a hot air balloon to the highest point we can and jump off of it. That's why we have the fastest planes and all these big chainsaws and, you know, axe competitions. Because all we're trying to do is just do something that just might kill us. But you know what? It didn't. Did it kill you? No. Great story, bro. That's okay. And see how that works? And see how that turns into a better country? Because you know what we're gonna do? I'm gonna do you know what? We're gonna put a little bit bigger tires on your truck this time. You know what we're gonna do this time, we're gonna put a bigger exhaust on there. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make that thing so loud the neighbors are gonna wake up every time it fires up a bram. Why? Because it makes us feel good because it's what men do. We just push it just a little bit further. We want to see if we can make that truck just a little bit taller. We can see if we can make that truck a little bit lower. We can make that truck a little bit faster. crime a rock a little bit better than the other guys. It has nothing to do with the actual use- usefulness of, of most of it, but it gives us purpose. It gives us drive. It makes us makes us feel like something. When, you know people don't buy 200 foot yachts because well, it's just you know cheaper to operate than the 150 footers. No, because there's a guy who has a 150-footer, and I want a 200-footer. That's how that works, and that's what makes the free market run. That's what makes free will run. That's what makes people want to move on. And if, you know, it's like, well, you want a garden? Oh, I'm not going to give you a garden. I'm going to give you the best garden in this neighborhood. You're going to have raised beds. You're going to have wire. You're going to have electroculturing. I'm going to make your gardens the best garden in here, and I'll never touch one leaf of that garden stuff. But what is he going to do? He's going to do it because his wife wants it, because his mom wants it, because the neighbor wants it. You know, they mow the lawn in a pattern in the driveway. It looks like a plaid pattern in the the, – they mow their lawn in a plaid pattern in the in the yard there. It's because he cares. He wants someone to notice that he cares about his lawn, and he puts a different angle on it every time he mows, and it looks so cool as you drive by. And that's all he wants you to do is when you walk by or you drive by his house – That's my yard. That's right. Oh, no, no. Just keep walking. You can look at it, but no touching. That's my yard. That's my truck parked out there at the street, all shiny, and the the wheels are all greased up and looking all good. Yeah, that's me. See, that's what – that's okay. And you know what that represents? That represents America. You see these people with these great big Trump 2020 flags and 2024 flags that are 20-foot long? They're not doing that because it's, like, the easiest thing to hold up in the air. They're doing it because their flag's bigger than anybody else's. Isn't that defining America? When these guys in these big trucks put those flags in the back of their truck and they're flying down the freeway at 70 miles an hour, because he believes in America that much, and he doesn't care. You know what? Honk and wave at that guy. Celebrate that guy. Say, you know what, here's 20 bucks to buy your next one because that will never last forever. You know that'll happen. You'll need to replace those flags. Here's 20 bucks for you, man. Go get another flag. What, what happens then? You think China's going to come over here with a bunch of bunch of men running around, 50 million, 60 million men, 100 million men? I mean, what was it? The, the general population of men is like 60, 50, 60 million uh, of age men all driving around with big flags hanging on the back of their trucks. What You think China's coming here for that? you know china ain't coming here for that they're gonna be like oh we were gonna do that whole attack america thing but i don't think i'm gonna do that anymore because um yeah have you seen the trucks and the flag thing i'm not gonna do it what about gun racks in the back of the window of our trucks we can't do that anymore because someone might be offended or scared why i grew up with gun gun rack in my truck why is that a problem for you i mean really And the thing is, is people that openly display guns and carry guns around aren't the ones who are doing random, you know, little uh, wussy little, uh, I'm going to attack a school or I'm going to attack a Walmart. And by the way, those are all red flags by our government. And you know that, guys. You know every single one of these. Just like the Nashville shooter. Do you guys realize that there was the Nashville shooter, that there was a training? There was a training uh, the week before in that exact same school about a mass shooter in that exact same school. And the video that they are showing now of that woman being shot is actually the training video from the week before. That's why we saw the two different shoes. You know that, right? So when they talk about mass shooters, ain't the guys with the guns in the truck. Ain't the guys with the guns on his hip. Ain't the guy with the gun on his four-wheeler out in the middle of the forest. It's those little wussies that got manipulated by the government because they're on persons, and they're being manipulated by the, the, the different tones and colors and their music and the things they're watching. Guys, we know MK is real. But what if we were all talking enough and we were all man enough to be able to, to carry the gun on our hip or put it in the back of our truck? What if we were all man enough to say, you know what? We see a little wussy like that getting ready to do something. We're going to take care of it ourselves. We're not going to wait for the cops to show up. We're not going to wait for the authorities to get here. No, no, no. The first, the first gun stops when the second gun shows up. And if the second gun was already there, then the first gun gets stopped immediately. And you guys know that. But when we got men, including myself, I'm going to include myself in this, who have to sit here and consider and hesitate, going, well, you know, I don't know if we, well, I, if I do this, well, is it going to, uh, uh, uh. He who hesitates dies. And you don't have to hesitate to be a man. You just go ahead and be a man. You know, do the things that men do. You know, don't worry about it. Enjoy yourself. And I don't know why we can't bother to stay in our lanes. And if men get to stay in their lane and they get to be masculine and all these great things, then women don't have to work. Women don't have to go into the world and do the things that men do. Men go out, slay the dragons, and the women celebrate it. I don't know. I think that's a pretty good agreement. You celebrate the man killing the dragon all day. All right. Bet. I don't know why women aren't signing up for this in droves. I want my own career. I want a, I want that glass ceiling to shatter. What? Why? What do you think that's... What? I, what? Uh, what? I don't understand that, women. You've got to really work me through that. I want my own career because I identify as whatever. Well, I guess I lost you. <laughs> All right, guys. We've got a commercial break coming up, and we'll be right back.
2: Dark to Light on the WYSL
3: stations. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. I'm Jim Price at Dark to Light Show here at WYSL. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. You know, I'm reading a lot of stuff on Father's Day, and there's a lot of this where it seems like fathers were sacrificed in a lot of these things that we went through. Uh, going back to even during the Great Depression, it's like hey, you know it's Father's Day, buy him a t-shirt and buy him a pair of jeans because you know dads, you know that's what they do—they work. And uh, it's it's sad that uh, there's not more out there than that. Other than where fathers continued, like even during World War One and World War Two and things like that, where they. You know they were willing to sacrifice. So, and then the fathers were like, "Oh, are uh, the uh, the uh, commercialization of selling bonds for the war was well, you know, dad, Dad's over there fighting for the for your freedom. Uh, buy a bond in his uh, for Father's Day. It's like, oh you just, you know, fathers just get kind of sloughed off to the side there as a, as a fundraiser, or just buy him a pair of jeans or a tie. You know, it's it's a uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of a weird deal. Like think about how many fathers." you know, we see that are isolated from the world around us only because, you know, certain things society has told us to do that. We don't have to be those people. We don't have to be the people that allow a bunch of weirdos to run our country. We don't have to be the people that say it's okay for us to allow men to go into women's bathrooms. We can we can stand up and say, you know what, we want men to be men and women to be women, stay in your lane. That's not a fight. It's not a discussion. That was the end of the conversation. And then that's how men handle that. And then the next thing is if some other dude who's got his junk tucked decides to come up and poke a father in the chest or a man in the chest, say, listen, I'm a woman. You're going to respect my authority. Well, all right, brother, bring it. You know, you want to poke me in the chest, you're going to poke at the tiger. You're going to get something here. You know, it's just going to happen. But if men were allowed to be men, men were allowed, listen to me, listen to me. Men want to be men. We want to do man stuff. Just let us, let us do man things. Let us go and build the, let's, let's just build some crazy stuff out there. Let's not build big boxes with a little storefront on it and call it a brand new Lowe's because it's got a little art, a little roof peak on the front entrance and so call that architecture. Let's get men to build things that, like, we've never seen before. Things that, like, when you think of, like, the Eiffel Tower, or you think of the Sacred Heart Church, or the Louvre, or, you know, the, the, these different cathedrals around the world, or the Parthenon, or the, the Colosseum, or you think about, I don't know, the Panama Canal. How about that? How about some of the cool stuff that we've done? The things that we, were, we should be, you know, marveled with. I mean, I was at South Dakota speaking at an event there a couple weeks ago. Again, I got to see where some guy decided a long, long time ago just to go up there and start setting off dynamite to put some faces in the mountain. Well, I think that was pretty neat, and some guy just came up with that and decided to do it on his own. Now I'm sure his wife going, "Now, do you really want to do that? I'm doing it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to blow, we're going to blow holes in this mountain over here. We're going to put presidential faces up there, and everybody's going to love it." I thought it was great, but a man had to go out there and do that. Not that women didn't participate, don't give me all that. But let men be men. Literally, it's the word let. Let the men be men. Father's Day is coming up. Why don't we call it Man's Day? I mean, I get it, Father's Day designates that you you had to have, you know, you got a father, you got your kids, you got to claim them, right? Well, here's the thing. Instead of us looking for them for child support payments, instead of us looking for them to, to you know, take the trash out and, and do all the crappy work around the house, why don't we celebrate them and say, you know what, what do you want to do? Let's do something manly. Let's do something. Let's get on the motorcycle and ride. Let's, let's, go, to the, let's go to get on the lake and, and run that boat as fast as it'll go. Is that the fastest prop you can put on that motor? Well, let's get a bigger one then. See, if you celebrate that, what happens then? You're driving the economy, you're driving his will, you're driving testosterone, you're driving his wanting to get, get things done. What happens when he feels good about what he's doing? He's going to do more stuff. And then what happens to this economy? What happens to this world? What happens to freedom and liberty? When men say, you know what, you're not going to stomp on my kids and sh- you know gyrate your junk in front of my kids. You're not going to do that. I'm going to be a man and say, listen, dude... You're not going to run your stuff in front of my kids if I see you doing it in front of another child. I will be offended for that child, and I will stand up for that child because that's what men do. We just tend to stand up for the weaker. We tend to stand up because that's what men do. Men stand up, but if we are degraded and emasculated, then we do nothing, and we hesitate. And he who hesitates dies, literally, figuratively, spiritually, emotionally, we die and we don't have to all we have to do is let let men be men is that so much to ask is that really it instead of sitting around tearing each other down and talking about well, meow, 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 i don't know why you painted it that color what's none of your business see that's how that works you know don't don't come in armchair and it going man that's pretty cool what are you doing you know, you don't have to care what it is, just say it's pretty cool up front. Yeah, you know, what do you got there? What do you do? Are you putting a bigger motor in that? How big is this motor than the other motor? Like how much bigger is it? See, that that's that's the great conversation. Oh, I can't believe you're putting another motor in there. Oh, is this one is this one going to cost more money? Well, how much does a divorce cost? I mean, seriously. How much does this America cost? How much is the freedoms and liberties that men have died and bled on other foreign countries on soil? Then how much is that worth? How much is the fact that just having a man that wants to provide for you without you ever leaving the house? How much is that worth to you? How much is it worth to you for a man to put forth the effort to reach forward and grab a door and you never have to touch a dirty, stinking door handle the rest of your life or have to get gas for your car for the rest of your life? How amazing would that be if you just let men be men just let men be men let them make the noises they make let them say the things they want to say and let them do the things they want to do and go you know what i think you can jump it higher i saw you jump in that truck i think it can go higher i think it go higher i saw you i saw you jump off the roof into that pool i bet i bet you can do it again how can you do it with a flip I've never seen someone smack their belly on the water so loud. That was the best thing I've ever seen. See how you take everything, you can just turn it into a positive. Words have meanings, right? Why don't we celebrate these things that we see in men what they do? Why does NASCAR so big a deal? Men driving in a circle at 200 miles an hour? Well, because you could die. And that's why we did it. That's what it was about, because you could die. But did you die? No. And now you have a story. And if you do die, imagine the story they'll tell about how you died. So you get celebrated, right? But let men be men. Let fathers be amazing at what fathers do. And I know that there are a lot of men who haven't practiced up on being fathers, but let's start today. Let's start today. Let's make 2023 the day that Jim Price told everybody that they're going to celebrate fathers. They're going to celebrate the man in their life by letting men be men. And reminding them, oh, when you open that door for me, it just makes me shiver. I love the way you open that door for me. I love the way that you you, you grab all the bags of, you, you know what? I have never seen a man that could grab 20 bags from Walmart and carry it into the store or into the house. That is amazing. I mean, I don't know what your fingers are doing, but that is absolutely amazing. You do that every single time. I can't do that. What's that do for that guy? Makes him feel like a man. And that's not so bad, is it? Alright guys, well thank you so much for being here on the Dr. Light Show. You know, we've got so many things to be proud of about this country, including ourselves. We are the answer. Remember the government is limited by the Constitution, never you. God given enable rights, never taken away or given away. Thank you so much for being here. I'll be back tomorrow. I'm your host Jim Price of Dr. Light Show. We'll see you guys later. Bye bye.